This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and the Beatles on Rock 102. Well, it was a pretty much a beautiful weekend. Hard to imagine. So little rain. And uh, it'll be a nice early to midweek as well. But uh, 22 News is predicting, and I thought this might change when it became August instead of July, rain from Thursday through Sunday. Well, we do need the rain. No, we do not need rain. We don't need rain. We don't need high rivers. We don't need body-consuming puddles. Uh, We need it to stop is what we need. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, I don't think so for that either. Uh, So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be dry, uh, partly cloudy today and tomorrow with a high of about 80, 64 in downtown Springfield. Bax is out sick and Cohen will be here. And other things. Other things. Yeah. Now, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm telling you, maybe not. I don't even know why we're dragging this on. I, I don't either. Because we're 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 agreeing to disagree. Apparently, I just say things sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm I, talking about. I do it four and a half hours a day. It's uh, five thirty-seven at Rock Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It is five fifty in Alice Cooper on Rock One Hundred Two. I'm uh, just going to check the radar here because it said uh, earlier, and we know how often this changes. The chance of a morning shower, I don't see it. So partly sunny and a high of eighty. Same for tomorrow. It is uh, 62 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, John. Hey, Dave. How about some Hollywood trash on Rock 102? Okay. There should be some music or something. There some was music, music there. there. Uh, Bax is out uh, sick hey, today, look by at the that. way. Yeah. He is out sick. Hey, uh, Matt Damon had no problem dropping the gay slur that starts with an F. Fabulous? Uh... Fricassee? Uh, Up until a few months ago, anyway, when his daughter told him to knock it off. In an interview with the Sunday Times, Matt said he dropped the uh, F slur at the dinner table, and his daughter immediately got up and went to her room. Matt said, quote, The the word that she calls the F slur for a homosexual was commonly used when I was a kid with a different application. It's unclear if he was using the three-letter version, the six-letter version, or both. How old is the daughter? Uh, I have... uh, between 10 and 15. Oh, okay. So I don't know yeah. which one it was. Uh, anyway, he tried to explain to his daughter that he used it as a joke and that his character said the shortened version in the 2003 comedy stuck on you, but she was not interested in his excuses. He said, quote, she wrote a very long, beautiful essay on how that word is dangerous. My, my son busted me over the weekend for talking about redskin potatoes. You know, they got redskin potato salad you can buy at the deli at the grocery mm-hmm. store. You know, the Redskins, of course, you can't say that name associated with the football team anymore. But I was wondering about redskin potato salad. What happened to uh, children should be seen and not heard? Mm. <laughs> I don't think that... Uh, yeah? They don't care anymore. Yeah. These kids can do whatever the hell they I want. Know. You know what? You kids need to keep your mouth yeah, exactly. shut is what you need to do. Because I'm the parent and I said so. You want to you wanna, uh, let me use my... Uh, Vernaculars, something that yeah. I've been doing for years. Let me do it. Well, they going to change that in the grocery stores, by the way, or not? What do you think? I don't think so. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Matt and his wife, Luciana, have three daughters who are between the ages of 10 and 15. He also has a stepdaughter in her 20s. He didn't say which one put him in check. 
But that one doesn't live with him. Yeah. The Most 20-year-olds so. don't go to their rooms. <laughs> or write essays for their parents. Yeah. Yeah. In a new poll, Ken Jennings is the people's favorite to be the permanent new host of Jeopardy. Yeah. Producer Mike Richards came in second, followed by LeVar Burton. Yeah. I think I'd rather see LeVar Burton. Who's Mike Richards? I don't uh, Producer. He's the producer. Oh, the producer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Whoever hosts it, and yeah, Jennings is not a great choice, but that's not the kind of game show that they're looking for a host with big personality. I mean, even Alex Trebek was not, you know, pretty straight, dry kind of guy. He was no Chuck Woolery. No. He was no Wink Martindale. He was no uh, Bob, uh, what was his name? Eubanks. Uh, Eubanks. Bob Eubanks, yeah. yeah. He was no Monty Hall. He was no Gene Rayburn <laughs> with the huge horse horse penis microphone yeah. that he used to carry around. He, who else can we call? I, I think with? that might be all of them. Uh, Richard, uh, Richard, Dawson. Dawson. Richard Dawson. He's no Richard yeah. Dawson. Thankfully, he's no... Uh, who's the guy before Richard Dawson? After Richard that Dawson. Did. that killed himself, right? Oh, it was after Richard Dawson? Ray yeah. Combs? Ray Combs. Yeah. That was... Uh, yeah, because that was in the 80s that he took over the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, at the last minute, Lollapalooza dumped the baby over his homophobic rant from last week. Dumped the baby. Dumped the baby. <laughs> it wasn't announced until yesterday morning, and he was supposed to headline last night. Young Thug took his place. Well, I'm glad that they yeah. put people in that uh, you know, qualify to yep. make up for whatever he said. Yeah, with this whole new scare of the virus. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go to Lollapalooza if there was no virus. But um, I went to Sonny's Friday night because uh, Trailer Trash was there. Oh, had to be. Wait, two- they're playing again? Yeah, again. Well, yeah, and you know, and now because they haven't played for so long, it's spe- it's special. I haven't seen them. Uh, there were two thousand people there, and I was like, yeah, and I and I saw two people wearing masks, and I was like, yeah, so you know what? This is too crowded. So, so you left? Yeah, after. In four hours. What? Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm a little upset because when are you ever going to get a chance to see Trailer Trash ever again? They don't uh, come around very often. You probably know. this weekend. In well, that's any a number, long. In any number of occasions. Seven days is yeah. like seven years. I know. Well, you can see Trailer Trash, just not the band. I mean, well, there's that. Yeah. But the band itself. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, Paramount is delaying the theatrical release of Clifford the Big Red Dog due to the Delta Delta COVID-19 variant concerns. A new date has not been announced yet. So we're talking about theaters only? Is that what they're planning? They're worried that parents won't be taking their kids to the theater, so they decided to delay it until it's safe. Rather than stream it. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do still appreciate the movie theater, and uh, that, that's been proven the last you know six weekends. The box office has been yeah. open, yeah. But who knows? Um, Not what's her name, uh, the the actress suing Disney, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. yeah, she doesn't particularly care for the streaming. I think Jungle Cruise, by the way, was number one at the box office this past weekend. Yeah. The I, new one with uh, the Rock. Was, I think it was the only thing released this weekend. Was that the Jungle Cruise? Yes. Is that what it was called? Yes. Ah. I Wasn't that an old movie? Yes. Yeah. Who was in the original one? Uh, the Young Rock. <laughs> Little Rock. Pebbles. L- Little Rock. Yeah. They named a city after him. Yeah, yeah. How about that? A list of actors who played their parents on screen includes Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing his father in That 70s Show, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. playing his dad in Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton, 
and Meryl Streep's daughter playing the younger version of her character in The Evening. Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting uh, list of things. I suppose. How do they put all these things together? I I don't know. I don't know how they come up with ideas so seemingly... Uh, Dolly Parton uh, used the royalties from Whitney Houston's cover of I Will Always Love You to buy a property in the black area of Nashville. She calls it the house that Whitney built. How did Dolly Parton (laughs) get her hands on Whitney Houston's royalties? Because she Dolly wrote the Parton song. wrote that song. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't she, realize yeah, that. Yeah, she was the original artist of yeah. that song. And Whitney Houston was the one that actually made the money off of it. Right, right. That's not a bad return, though. No, you write long. You write a piece of crap in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Somebody else redoes it in the 90s, and boom, it pays off. You're getting all kinds of money again. That's, that's better than a 401k. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Carol Baskin uh, suggests that Joe Exotic should snitch for a lighter sentence. Snitch, yeah, like in uh, prison, be yeah. a prison uh, informant. Yeah, that's always good to yeah. do when you're yeah. in prison, yeah. so you don't uh, get your ass beat. It's even better when someone outside of prison suggests you do it inside prison, and then all of a sudden, all the fellow inmates start thinking you're a snitch. I think she might have a little plan. Yeah, and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. The COVID vaccine is a critical... It's 6.06 and Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Uh, Bax is out sick. Dave Coombs is in here. And um, the thing... Well, the thing is that, um, you know, now uh, I I woke up this morning. I I saw the the text from Bax, which was like at 12, 11 a.m. And... um, that's uh, that's I'm not leaving my camper. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, can't make it in here. Today. I, I didn't think of it that right. way. But you know, I, the thing of it is, with this spike, this surge, this uh, variant, um, you you kind of gotta worry. I mean, first of all, 22 News reports this morning, Hamden County is now at substantial risk, um, and that they're recommending that even vaccinated people should wear masks indoors. Um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see the oncologist later this week anyway, and I'm just going to say, you know, should I, as a immune-compromised individual, not be in this building? You know, go back to to the way I was for 15 months. Listen, John, you worried about COVID getting you? The mold in this building will yeah, kill all well, of us before yeah. that happens. I've been uh, I've been assured that that's being dealt with on a uh, professional level. Um, I think it's being dealt with for the last 10 years. Yeah, well, even longer than that. But that's just because of because uh, of this place. Hey, somebody sent me uh, an email, and I I can't I I'm not a Lego kind of person mm-hmm. uh but they showed me this there's a lego there's a seinfeld lego set oh that's cool yeah yeah it's like it's like jerry's apartment and all of the four major characters that's pretty cool yeah yeah but you have to build those right yeah see that's the thing uh what am I, my kid got something uh i think it was like a my little pony some set mm-hmm. and there was like 2,000 pieces to it that were so small that uh, we were missing some by the time it was uh, started being started to put together. How how small? Like, so small you can barely see them? 
well, how do you know it's there? <laughs> you just um, assume. No, they're the, like they, they there's some big blocks in there, mm-hmm. you know, for like the major, you know, whatever structure part. But then like the lid, there's little, they're little tiny. They're probably that big, huh. little, like the size of a, a little bit bigger than a BB. Now, and and there's two thousand pieces. It was something like that, yeah. It was uh, oh. fifteen hundred to two thousand pieces, and it was just uh, it was it was ridiculous. Is there a a very described, a very descriptive instruction manual of how to put these things together? Yeah, <clears throat> there and, is. Yeah, but uh, okay. I don't have time to read that. Well, but I mean, I I assume that there are a lot of unique individual pieces that are only used for one reason. Is that right? Mm, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, oh, let's see. Maybe. Well, first of all, are the characters already pre-assembled? Well, they're just their bodies, and they have the little caps that go on top of their heads and all that stuff. So you have like little pieces that go on top of the characters. Uh, okay, all right. Well, it sounds like too much work. I mean, I'd like to have it, have somebody else build it, and then give it to me. Yeah, but this is the thing that uh, that you do in your golden years, John. You, no, you sit no, there no, and you, no, yeah, you, you put together. <laughs> you know, there's men your age that build ships inside of bottles. Well, that's different. Men my age are not building Lego uh, sets. If it was a television show that they uh, reference uh, yeah. on a daily basis, maybe <laughs> they would. It seems way too frustrating. And how do they ever get that ship in the bottle anyway? With tweezers and stuff, and they build the whole thing inside the bottle. Get out of here. And then there's a string, I think, and they pull yeah. it because it's like flat, and then the string pulls it and it, you know, like, like inflates? Yeah, stands up. So wait a minute. So they build it on the outside of the bottle. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. On the outside. Oh, yeah. And then they shove and then it they in them. flatten it? Sh- shove it in flat. And then it's How do got you flatten it? it? Well, I think. I think uh, it's designed in a way, obviously, where. It can be flattened. I guess. I don't know. Way, be, way beyond my pay grade now. I just, uh, well, listen, uh, everybody in this room is above a pay grade, or below a pay grade, rather. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's, um, actually, could do it right now because we got plenty of time. Um, I saw a, I know it's here. Here it is. An opinion column in um, Mass Live over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I experienced this myself in the past. I don't know, one or two years, an individual who has a puppy that took a bad fall and it was clear that the dog had a broken leg. Mm-hmm. One of his front legs was broken. This guy in this in this editorial points out, Hamden County is home to an estimated 104,610 dogs and 77,861 cats. And the entire county is without a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week pet care facility anywhere. Uh, Boston Road Animal Hospital ceased their emergency services in November 2019. The MSPCA (coughs) in Springfield closed in 2007. There are two facilities in northern Connecticut. I'm only aware of one in Windsor. Uh, And I guess they checked, and both of them forecasted a 10-hour wait before they could be seen. Hmm. And then the other closest one is a veterinary emergency, emergency and specialty hospital in Deerfield. Yeah, that's, that's the where one they I, went. That's the one I see people go to quite a bit. I went to Windsor. Um, Maggie had a problem 
it might have been a couple of years ago now, at like 9.30 at night, and I didn't even know. I called my ex-wife because I know, you know, she's had dogs for a while, and I said, where can I go? And she said, there's a place in Windsor. And I got there in 17 minutes. Yeah. From Chicopee. Well, it was the begin. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was the beginning of COVID. Time is of the essence. So there was very little traffic on the highway. Yeah. And 17 minutes, I made it to, uh, to Windsor. And then... You know, like this guy here, same thing. You wait in your car. They waited in the car for seven hours. And then when the dog was ready to be released, it was absolutely pouring outside. And they said that the person from the pet care place stood there in the pouring rain and explained all of the post-care, in a post-treatment care that the dog was going to need. But it's, he says... That part of the reason there is no 24-7 service is a nationwide shortage of qualified staff to operate expanded services, partly blamed on the disparity between the cost of schooling and the salaries of veterinarians. I believe that may be partially true, but I think that when a place like Boston Road Animal Hospital closes, it's to save money. Of course, to save money. Yeah, that's all. They, I mean, there may be now a shortage on staff and not enough people coming out of veterinarian school, but the facility closing by itself—that's based on money. Yeah, I uh, I would agree with that. Um, I don't think veterinarians make that much money to begin with, though. No, they probably well, they certainly don't make as much as a doctor, but. Um, if nobody's going to veterinarian school, and I wouldn't say nobody. I, I mean, I don't even know how long veterinarian school is. Uh, it's uh, six months to <laughs> no, a year. No, it is <laughs> not. <laughs> In a row? Yeah, it, <laughs> no, you take it over a course of four years. So, you know. Yeah, I have a friend whose daughter went through, I think it's four years. Uh, I really? Think, I think the graduate degree is four years. It, it's at least two. I know that because she did at least two years at Wisconsin Veterinary School. Uh, the salary of an average veterinarian anywhere between sixty nine and one thirty a year. That's not bad. That's not that great either. Uh, no, I mean, if you think you're talking about you're putting uh, lives of animals in your hands. Uh, that's and that's and how much is the schooling? The schooling's got to be pretty expensive. Sure. sure. Well, yeah, that's what that's what this guy is pointing out, right? Mm-hmm. But the uh, but the conversely, uh, the cost of operating the facility would have to be higher in order to be able to meet better salaries. In which case, the cost of service would be prohibitive. Yeah. Plus, you got to pay something to get something. I mean, the yeah. uh, average cost of a Connecticut uh, School of Broadcasting degree is pretty cheap, and then you pay well, for, you get what you pay for. I was going to say, <laughs> so is the value, right? Exactly. You know, right. It's kind of. Uh, not surprising there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just, uh, for the whole county to not have a 24-7 uh, emergency pet care place, th- that's ridiculous. It really is. I can't believe that there's not something, some place, you know, something like even even Shaker Road here in East Longmeadow. Um, although they probably don't have an operating room or a lot of the other things that are, yeah, I probably don't know what I'm talking about for but, Shaker Road. But it's just like, uh, you know, how much business are you going to get to run that place and to, you know, staff it 24 hours a day 
with people. I mean, I'm sure, okay, having Deerfield open, they're probably fairly busy because it's the only place to go after 6 o'clock at night or whatever to bring your, your pet to for emergency services. But if you had two open and another one, uh, you know, somewhere in Hamden County, are you going to be sitting there all night waiting for the for the pets to come in? I, like, I just don't understand how, how busy these places are. Well, I'm I'm sure they're not, and it's kind of like a firehouse, you know. Pick uh, pick the fires, pick the quietest fire station in any town, and look at their numbers. Now, granted, that's municipal, so it's paid for with taxpayer money. These are privately owned and uh, paid for by the patients, the the parents of the patients, the owners of the animals. Um, so it's a little bit different because it's a private industry, and my guess is much like radio and a lot of other industries out there, there's probably these big conglomerates that have bought up all of these smaller health facilities mm-hmm. and uh, and probably could afford it. You're right, Steve. I mean, I'm even with 104,000 dogs and 77,000 cats, I'm sure a place like Boston Road Animal Hospital could go through overnight shifts for multiple days in a row mm-hmm. with very little business. But- if you're that person with the dog with the broken leg at midnight, you're not really thinking that way. You said open up veterinary clinic. People will come. Nobody come. <laughs> that's Babu. I mean, that's Babu's <laughs> Pakistani yeah, well, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you could just open up a knockoff uh, pet care place. You know, Doug's testicle removal in pet care. You know, something like that. Just a guy with a chainsaw in a you know backyard somewhere. Uh, uh, I don't know no, about the work, chainsaw <laughs> thing. I think a scalpel would be a much better All right, idea. Well, you, again, you get what you pay for. But the, again, you're talking about emergency services, so it's yeah. not something that you know the uh, the neutering and the being spayed, spayed that right. takes that's yeah. being done during the day. Yeah, yeah. You're only talking about the the heavy duty stuff overnight, but um, you know, even even if there were a facility that. <laughs> That could be closed, and then there is a veterinarian and a veterinarian assistant, and maybe one other person who are on call. Ah, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Then you got to get somebody to go down there, turn the lights yes, on. Yes, the veterinarian would have the key well, and gonna, would know where the lights were. Who's going to make the pot of coffee? Yeah, the coffee's yeah, got to be made. Yeah, there's okay. no, there's no coffee shop open at that time of the night. It's not close enough, but almost <laughs> six twenty on Rock One Hundred Two. Gift cards are for gifts, not for payments. Victims falling for gift card scams are rising every month, especially with the elderly. Remember, government8locksmiths.com. It's 621 at Rock 102. I just noticed um, they ran a a Sonny's commercial. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very, very fast. It's fast shots of all different kinds of things that you can do at Sonny's. And there's this one, it's probably less than a second shot of the the, uh, pavilion with a band playing and you can see the crowd and I froze it. I was watching, I was watching the commercial cause I, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that them? And I froze it. Sure enough. Trailer trash. You know what? I have never seen them before and I need to you've find never, a show. I've never it, seen them. Well, it's, it's rare that they perform in the area, John. I don't uh, know. Uh, that's not true at all. I saw, uh, I saw them over the weekend. Like I said, I had to leave cause it was just so crowded. And then yesterday, uh, went to see um, Aquanet at uh, Strathmore Park out in your neck of the woods. I heard that was a pretty good show. 
It was. I mean, I didn't get there until the second set, um, but I was wearing my my Aquanet shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got an Aquanet shirt. I have an Aquanet shirt. Shut the front door. Yeah. Where'd you get that? I can see the I can see the jealousy on the both of your faces. Where did I get it? <laughs> I got it from the band. The band gave mm-hmm. you a shirt. You didn't buy it like secondhand outside of the concert venue with no. the uh... no. How From old? How old is it? Brand spanking new. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, I, I wore it there because I want because I'm a groupie, <laughs> and I and I'm proud. I don't have any uh, any pride. And you're wearing Pink Floyd today. I see. Yep. Yep. Well, this is just because I have like, I have probably a hundred t-shirts in uh, in my closet, mm-hmm. um, and I probably have a rotation of five. Well, so give the rest away to somebody who needs them. Instead of let them sit there. Or are they well, worth are they worth something? No, but and I mean I should I should expand my repertoire is really what it comes down to. Purge. But uh yeah, Quart- I've done quarter. that. Now I've done the purging before too. All right. You got to start giving them out to the uh the folks standing on the traffic islands and uh, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Uh, because I got something to say about it too, but you go ahead. All right, first. no, we'll t- you know what? We'll save it and we'll do it later on. Let's I, laugh. All right. Uh, Let's laugh. Yeah, where's the. I really want to laugh. There Steve not go. being able to find the there's, button is funny. There it is. Jackson O'Brien's <laughs> joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Right now, get three years of complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, 150 Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That. Is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Hey, a uh, guy says to a beautiful young lady, says it right in her ear. He goes, "Hey, uh, how about us spending a romantic weekend in a nice, quiet hotel?" I know. Yeah, and she goes, "Well, um, I, I'm afraid that my awareness of your proclivities in the esoteric aspects of sexual behavior precludes you from such erotic confrontation." And he goes, uh, I'm sorry, I don't get it. And she goes, exactly. Ah! <laughs> he's not yeah, going to get it either way. He's not going to get it because she doesn't understand her and she's not giving it up. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. 627 at Rock 102, and it is time for news. Brought to you by Aquatique Pools and Spas. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Early Sunday morning, 28-year-old Catherine Vasquez was arrested after Holyoke police noticed a disturbance in the area of Main and Appleton Streets. Officers report they saw Vasquez yelling, making threats, and walking with a knife in her hand toward people in the area of the Racing Mart parking lot. Officers allegedly ordered Vasquez to drop the knife before drawing their weapons. According to a statement from the Holyoke Police Department, Vasquez continued to scream and make threats before putting the knife in her pocket after officers gave several commands for her to drop it. Vasquez was then arrested on three counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. After arresting her, the woman allegedly assaulted by Vasquez left the location. Police later found the woman's car and conducted a traffic stop. During this police stop, uh, during this stop, police were able to identify multiple stabbing victims. Each individual had non-serious injuries as a result of the stabbing, and uh, were taken to the Holyoke Medical Center for treatment. Is this a car full of stabbing vic- victims? Well, ain't no party like a car stabbing party because a car stabbing party don't stop. Uh, I I would imagine they probably, you know, you hear the stories about uh, taken to the hospital in a private vehicle. uh, And and when you have multiple victims, 
good luck finding multiple people who are going to drive you to the hospital in multiple vehicles. Well, you uh, carpool. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so you end up having to, uh, having to hospital pool. <laughs> the stabbing rideshare service. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, now, do, we don't know what kind of a knife this was, obviously. No. So, because if she she put it, in, they told her to drop it. She put it in her pocket. Yeah. So, so it's a folding knife. She closes know. the folding knife and puts it in her pocket. That's and, not what they. When you got a gun pointed at your head yeah. and the cops are yelling, "Drop it!" You drop it. You're very lucky you didn't get shot, Miss Vasquez. Yeah. I mean, I told I told you the story when I was um, a Caldor security guy, and uh, I was there on my night off, and uh, my boss asked me to stick around because she kind of had a bad feeling about this kid, and we watched, and he stuffed his coat with probably 10 or 12 vinyl albums and then uh, and then headed for the door. And she was in front of me, behind him, and she would always put her hand on somebody when she would say, you know, Caldor Security. And for some reason, she didn't touch this kid. She just, from like three feet away, said Caldor Security. And I watched... His right arm come around, and he had like a like a ten inch hunting knife Ooh. that he had pulled out and swung, and I grabbed her and knocked her down, and then he went out the door, and I went out after him, and then uh, we went through the parking lot, and I, a friend of mine was collecting carriages, not because he's a homeless person, <laughs> because he worked there, he worked there collecting the carriages in the uh, in the parking lot, and he joined me. And we chased this kid all the way across Elm Street to the front lawn of the uh, Enfield Square. And I could hear the sirens off in the distance. Mm-hmm. So I knew somebody had called the police when I went out the door. And uh, and then the kid finally stops on the front lawn of the, of the mall and yada, yada, yada. We disarmed him. And then the first co- – I'm holding the knife when the cop gets there. Mm-hmm. Cops. And the next thing I know, I got two guns in my face screaming at me to drop the knife i didn't you know <laughs> clean it first or sharpen it yeah. or put it in my pocket you drop i it. dropped yeah it. that's, that's what, what i did because i thought i was gonna be dead in a second well you guys have foiled crimes from caldor to yeah. Cum- cumberland farms and everywhere yeah. in between look at you two well there. i got fired for it but oh, did uh, you really yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to chase after shop right you don't yeah. leave the store you just let mm-hmm. them go um, but. speaking of shoplifting, have you seen these videos from San Francisco and these people just walking yeah. out the door mm-hmm. with things and not anybody confronting them or saying yeah. anything to them? They're just walking out the door with bags and bags of merchandise. Well, it's what happens when, uh, when people realize that, you know, there's a policy that you're not to be chased. I like to, you know how you, when you buy something like at CVS and they mm-hmm. don't deactivate that thing? on it mm-hmm. so that when you walk through the door mm-hmm. you hear you hear it go off i like to anytime i hear that and, and i and i'm anywhere near the door i yell run <laughs> <laughs> i like when you start walking out and the thing goes off yeah and the guy goes yeah just go yeah, ahead yeah, yeah. and i'm like right. just go ahead yeah can i go grab a few other things right please? oh yeah. man if i only asked you to open up that razor container i would have really made my made some money here i once bought a pea coat uh huh from Coles. Uh, ah, right. Okay. And apparently, the thing was still inside the coat. I don't even know how they do that. Do they sew it inside? Because I couldn't find it. It was inside the material. Yeah, it was like wow. in between a pocket. But I didn't, you know. And I walked out of the Coles, and the guy's like, "Yeah, just go right ahead." 
But then every place I went into that had one of those huh. things, it would go off as I was walking in the store. So I'd walk into a CVS and everybody yeah. started looking at you like, that's not supposed to happen. Is that a Polish shoplifter? Yeah. He's coming into the store? He's, and he- bring, he's bringing in things from Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was just, it, and it took me months to finally get back to the Coles to have the time to stop and, and get the thing deactivated. Months? Yeah. You get in your car, you drive back to Kohl's. No, I don't have time to do that. You had time to do it to go get the peacoat. I had other things to do. <laughs> it seems to me if it was that important to you, you would have made the time. Holyoke police are looking for the public's help in identifying a suspect who stole from an Abe Mart. Abe? A-B-E? Hmm. Yeah. A- Abe Mart. Yeah. Is that a misspelling in MassLive.com? No, I, I think it's it's Abe Mart. Huh. According to the Hook Police, on Saturday, July 31st, authorities responded to reports of a security alarm going off. When they arrived, they found the back door had been smashed in and the store had been ransacked. Police then notified the manager who, on arrival to the store, confirmed items, items were missing. While no arrests have been made, police were able to confirm that a boat anchor was used to break into the store. The uh, Holyoke Police Criminal Investigation Bureau has been called in to investigate the incident. Anyone with information is asked to call the Holyoke Police uh, at three two two sixty nine hundred. I'm Abe is all capital letters, so it must be an acronym. Alcohol, uh, beer, America's best electric Mart. Uh, I'm seeing, but I don't think that's the, I, that. May be something else. I don't know. I don't know. But a boat anchor. Yeah. Well, I guess you're near the river. Right? Yeah, but where was the boat? Did they make their escape in a boat? No, they didn't escape in a boat. <laughs> Are you sure? Because well, who's carrying around a boat anchor? Uh, sometimes uh, people who are boat enthusiasts like to drive those boats around on trailers and then uh, pretend like they're still on the seas. Just showing off? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems hard to believe someone's just walking around with a boat anchor in their hand or pocket. Well, see, you only uh, you only think about what you, goes on in your life, John. You don't know. I'm all also enthusiast too. I'm also only envisioning the stereotypical uh, Popeye tattoo yeah. <laughs> boat anchor. It could be just a like a ball. <laughs> like a, but no, I'm I'm imagining something you'd see down at Mystic Seaport. Yeah, that I don't you'd think I, stand behind and have your picture taken with. I don't think somebody could lift one of those things and throw it in the window. <laughs> Things are the size of a tank. <laughs> With Hamden County now entering the substantial transmission category for COVID-19, it's now recommended that all residents in the county, whether they're vaccinated or not, wear a mask when they're indoors, out in public, per the CDC guidance. However, Hampshire, Berkshire, and Franklin counties remain in the low to moderate risk categories. That means fully vaccinated people don't need to wear a mask in most situations there. It's important to note this is a CDC recommendation, not a mandate. Across the uh, state of Massachusetts, different counties now represent all four levels from the CDC, so people don't even need to get on a plane for mask recommendations to change. For example, Barnstable County is now a high community transmission level. No matter what the transmission level, masks are still required on public transportation and planes. However, you don't have to go across the country to find a county in the red. The state's Department of Public Health did update its mask guidance on Friday, saying in part, quote, 
A fully vaccinated person should wear a mask or face covering when indoors and not in your own home if you have a weakened immune system or if you are at increased risk for severe disease because of your age or an underlying medical condition. Well, there that would be um, me. Yes. Indoors with other people. Three of us right now sitting here in the same room. Granted, I believe we are all vaccinated, but nevertheless... Uh, could still be carrying. That's what that breakthrough virus is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, the Lambda yeah. virus? Is that what that is? The uh, Lambda? Thankfully, I have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're pretty safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't be safer. Uh, let's see. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Adams Police Department is looking for the owner of a severely malnourished dog. The pit bull mix was located in the area of East Tusac Street. Police say she is beyond malnourished and appears to also be blind. The and her name is Lucky. Lucky yes. yes. <laughs> the dog received medical attention from a veterinarian and is back in the care of police. The animal control officer will continue to investigate the incident. Anyone with information is asked to contact the police. They don't give any information about like where or how the dog was found? It was found out in the street somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. They're looking for whoever the owner is. Uh, despite challenges and delays, the Springfield Parking Authority says it's moving forward with plans to provide a home at the shuttered City Stage Theater for Focus Springfield Community Television, as well as a new entertainment venue. The cost of capital improvements and upgrades needed for Focus Springfield to move there was an estimated at $685,000 last year, but has since been revised to $1 million. The Mass Gaming Commission has approved $300,000 in casino mitigation funds for the relocation, while MGM Springfield is contributing $300,000 and other funding sources are being finalized. Is it? I mean, I I know the Springfield Parking Authority has an office there, but I thought it was across the the sidewalk from City Stage. I I didn't know that's the same building. And I, and I don't know if the parking authority owns the building. I mean, how are they in the middle of this? Well, they own – that garage is theirs, so I don't know uh, if they own the entire – they must own the entire property. That's there. what I mean. Yeah, it would seem like they'd have to own the whole property. The pandemic significantly slowed the process, but Focus Springfield should be ready to open there by the fall of 2022, said Thomas Moore, interim director of the Springfield Parking Authority. The parking authority owns the Columbus Center complex that contains City Stage and the Tash Park. There you go. The All we had to do was read. Well, I guess if we had just waited. Well, if you just stop interrupting me. Well, I, mean, I you know, know, but it is uh, something that we do. <laughs> I, th- I think in a normal climate, we would have worked through these issues uh, and gotten to the signature stage well before this. Ooh, signature, signature city stage. stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a matter of dealing with these unfortunate delays and costs. See, I believe that cost went up to a million dollars just because of the cost of materials. Oh yeah, yeah. You try to buy a two by four today? Cost, cost you like forty bucks. Should we call it a two by forty? You're not wrong. You know, <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Uh, the Focus Springfield relocation, relocation plans were revealed in February of 2020, with officials then saying they hope to open the at the open at the new site by next month. But of course, COVID ruined that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great to have that back as a as a stage, as a theater, too. Yeah, yeah, it would be. But the problem is, like so many other places, you have to maintain these things. You can't just ignore stuff and then uh, all of a sudden, now you got a million-dollar repair bill on your hand. That's a lot of money. Yeah, am it I, is. Am I crazy or is it's that a lot of money? Uh, let's 
The family of a 12-year-old girl in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who gave birth to the baby of a 24-year-old man is said to have encouraged the relationship. Authorities stated that the family was well aware of the two's intimacy and even threw a baby shower for the coming child. Fox News reports that the girl, whose identity has not been disclosed due to her age, and the baby's father arrived at Midtown Tulsa Hospital last month to deliver the child. They walked in just like any other couple would, excited to deliver their newborn, described Tulsa Police spokesman Danny Bean. The hospital staff, however, called 911 upon realizing how young the mother in labor was, especially in comparison to the man she was with. Police responded to the call and promptly arrested the man, Juan Miranda Yara, later charging him with first-degree rape. Now, another arrest has been made in connection with the case. The Tulsa Her parents, I hope. Yeah, the Tulsa Police Department's Facebook page posted a photo of the girl's mother, Desiree yeah. Castaneda, uh, for the part she played in allowing her preteen daughter to continue seeing Miranda Jarra. The investigation revealed that the victim's mother and family members were aware of the relationship between the victim and Miranda Jarra, states the Post. The family permitted the relationship, and there are photos of the family throwing a shower for the victim and the suspect. I'm going to uh, go out on a limb here and uh, make an assumption that in Oklahoma, or anywhere else that this case would have happened, there was little to no uh, prenatal care. So there were no doctors before the delivery who noticed a 12-year-old girl that was pregnant, let alone that she had a 24-year-old boyfriend. Just the girl herself was 12 years old and pregnant. Nobody knew this until the day of delivery. <clears throat> yeah, I'm guessing no prenatal care. Well, uh, you know, if you can, you can take care of things yourself. Yeah, well, apparently, but uh, I just... The parents were cool with it. It's uh, it's pretty disturbing to think that you would do that yeah. to your own child. I don't know why the mother was the only one arrested, unless the father's not in the picture. Speaking of uh, parents of the year, a man in Florida named uh, Reginald Horner was driving drunk on Friday and went to pick up his stepchild from daycare. Apparently, the daycare workers didn't uh, realize he was drunk, so they sent the kids home with him. But then Reginald showed up again a short time later because he'd forgot he'd already been there. <laughs> when they told him he'd already picked up his kid, he insisted they were wrong because he didn't have the kid. It turned out uh, that in between visits, he left the child behind at a nearby store. Luckily, the child's uh, fine and back with uh, their mother. Reginald is facing charges for drunk driving and child neglect. Uh, I remember uh, my dad, uh, you know, because I had uh, older siblings. Yeah. All older siblings. Mm -hmm. um, he would drive drunk. Yeah, come on, let's go pick up your sister. Yeah. And I'd be sitting in the back of the car, rolling around, no seatbelt on, because you didn't really need one back then. Yeah. And uh, he'd have the, the Bud Heavy right in the cup holder. In the Sweet. Thing, swilling Sweet. it back. Yeah. <laughs> Did Dave leave? Are you there? I'm here. Oh. Yeah. I'm right. I'm following along. Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy. Yeah, that's the red can. It, As opposed to Bud Light. Or, or is that a marijuana? Uh oh. Or is there uh -oh. a marijuana thing? Bud uh, Heavy. Not back then. Oh. Not back then. Really? No, you're talking about your father when you were a kid, right? Yeah. I'd say. I'm not saying anything did or didn't happen with my dad growing up. No, I'm talking about it was Steve, Steve right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> not as did, good as I want to be. Do you need your medicine this yeah. morning? He's uh, not. He's not butt heavy right yeah. now. Uh, scientists in China are working on a new contraceptive for men that uses injections and magnets 
to heat up and shrink the family jewels so they stop working for a while. I was in the pool! Yeah. First, they inject uh, nanoparticles made of iron oxide into your bloodstream, but you don't get the shot directly into your baby maker, so Uh, at least that's the good part. Well, no, but do you get it into the boys? Uh, No, they use the magnets to draw the particles down towards the junk. So oh, you get it, you get it in, in the you. arm, yeah. and then, oh, okay. And once they're there, they heat up, which somehow shrinks your dingles and makes them warmer. And then when that happens, they can't make the baby batter required to get anybody pregnant. The problem is they've only tried this on mice so far. Yeah, but still. <laughs> no thanks. I'm good. Uh, yeah, couldn't I just put hey, like a sock on it? I'm already hung like a mouse. Do you think that, uh, that makes a difference? Uh, probably not. <laughs> and everything returns to a normal size after a month or two. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather just have a sock. You can't just put a sock around it, around the boys. Like one, get one of them royal crown pouches. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you can get. You get a royal crown pouch, pouch, and uh, you put the boys in that. Cinch it closed. <laughs> you mean a crown royal? Crown Royal. Yeah, okay, Crown yeah, Royal. Yeah. yeah. No, so Royal Crown is yeah. the RC Cola. Yeah. It's a little painful, John. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you a, don't cinch it that tight. Just a raincoat will uh, do, I think. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, but how are you going to fasten it? That's what I mean. At least mm-hmm. the Crown Royal thing's got a built-in fastener. But uh, I, I'm not taking even the injections in the arm. I think uh, a Royal Crown is something along the lines of a Cleveland steamer. Or no, I, I believe it's uh, Dirty Sanchez. simply yeah. a soda, that's all. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is uh, going to be foggy this morning, but then uh, making way for sunshine this afternoon and a high of 80. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 80. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, Banks, let's talk about two true icons. Is this a... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 654 in Queen on Rock 102. Partly sunny today and uh, tomorrow as well with highs in the uh, of about 80. Uh, they had originally said morning showers for today, but um, I don't see any on the radar, so I'm not, I'm not thinking that way. The um, U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee says that a shot putter, I obviously an American, uh, her gesture during the medal ceremony was a little disrespectful. After getting her silver medal following the Chinese national anthem. All right, now I'm lost. What? After the Chinese national anthem played for a winner, a Chinese winner. Oh, okay. The American then lifted her arms up over her head and formed an X with her wrists. She said... That's the intersection of where all people who are oppressed meet. Uh, that's also uh, what they did at the Pink Floyd concerts. I thought uh, where people meet is the club at the end of the street from Elton John. I don't think she's an Elton John fan. She, I, where, what song is that from? The club at the end of the street. That's by the Elton name John. of yeah. Uh, oh. Me and you rendezvous at the club at the end of the street. You never heard that no. song? And God willing, I'll yeah, never Dave, hear that Dave again. Dave must know that song. I know the song, but yeah. it wasn't a big hit. This woman, by the way, uh, woman, obviously, black and uh, also gay, so she's representing everybody who's been marginalized, she says. Yeah, but the X at the wrists, I mean, like I said, that's, that's what they did in the wall 
at those uh, at those uh, big uh, rallies. And what was the significance in the Pink Floyd movie? Well, or video. Uh, it was kind of a Nazi thing, I think. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. So that's not good. Yeah. This woman, by the way, appearing on the uh, metal stand with two different color uh, hair. Like her hair was split in half, like red and green, I think, or something like that. In the center, or yes, in the center, halfway down. In, well, you know, yeah, one half on one side, yeah. one color, and the other color on the other side. Uh, shot putter from Charleston, South Carolina, by the way. Well. The, the the American one was. Yes. Yeah, the other mm-hmm. one was from China. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps uh, Scott Cohen will give us a full rundown on the Olympics coming up in just a few minutes. Or he'll talk about his weekend at the Cape. That would be exciting. <laughs> yeah, his weekend in Providence. Hey, hey, it's Scott Cohen with sports. What'd you do? Well, he went to the beach, buddy, over the weekend. <sighs> it's 6.57 at Rock 102. Max and O'Brien in the morning. Great class. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 707 and the cars on Rock 102. Partly sunny today and tomorrow. No rain in the forecast. Uh, highs both days of about 80. It is uh, 64 now in downtown Springfield. In the studio with us now, Scott Cohen with uh, Sports. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good, guys. How are we doing? I was. Uh, I guess I didn't know Baxi wasn't going to be here. We well, didn't know until about midnight. Huh. But then again, we've been on the air for an hour and a half, so if you turned your radio on, you might have known. <laughs> oh, I was listening to the other morning. Show. Uh, no, no, yeah, just, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, complete yeah. rundown of the Olympics, is that what you're here with? Uh, not really. What? Not, no, <laughs> not really. We're, we're in the middle of the Olympiad, for God's sake. Yeah, you know, I was reading, I was reading an article in the car before while I was waiting outside, and... Um, it was on it was on Yahoo Sports, and it was about the television coverage that um, you know NBC is doing, and then on all their different platforms. And I guess they're I guess they're kind of catching some heat uh, from it because they've shied away from the up close and personal stuff to get to know the athletes and and like during prime time concentrating on like maybe three or four things Mm -hmm. from like eight o'clock all the way you know up to 11 they're just throwing all kinds of stuff at you one minute you might be seeing you know chinese badminton and then you're seeing zimbabwe this and then that and so they said that it's 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 been very convoluted and therefore and especially since it's happening in a, di- a completely different time zone. Yeah, they're 13 hours ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, so it's been really hard to follow. And, you know, along those lines, the U.S. women's soccer team just lost this morning one nothing. so they're they're out of gold medal com- uh, Ratings are down like 49%, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's really hard yep. to follow, Dave. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know most times we've been able to at least kind of keep up with it. It's always going to be a different... Uh, time frame because you know just the fact that it's all over the world but this is really really different first of all did you know that it's actually spelled and pronounced badminton i did not know that yeah i didn't either no i have this uh, i have this app that reads uh news to me i put i put the articles into it it reads it back to me and I never, I never even realized it was spelled that way. Neither did I. Badminton. Badminton. Yes. Every time you say that from now on, make bad, sure you include the ends. Bad <laughs> sports television <laughs> viewing is bad what it's, how it's pronounced. Minton. Library. But, but uh, right. yeah, that one too. When you talk about the ratings being down, though, are you, are you talking about on NBC's television broadcast or yes. the peacock network yeah the, the the main network the main network way down well that but that's that's just it i mean if yeah. people are going over to this uh this peacock thing yeah. instead then you would expect 
Stop it, Stephen. So the word, I know what I said. <laughs> it's called Peacock. Um, uh, if people are going there to watch it, then it would make sense that NBC's ratings are actually dropping. I would think so. And, you know, I think that maybe, you, you know, uh, in this day and age, we're not we can't really you can't really compare one. Maybe you can, maybe you can't compare one Olympic to the other because, you know, we can we can get we can get highlights and, and all of the information we need on our on our mobile phones. And, you know, sometimes unless you're a real diehard Olympic fan, which most people aren't, mm-hmm. um, you don't really need to watch it anymore because mm-hmm. you no. already know already know what's going on. So I guess Simone Biles is going to compete uh, in the balance beam. She is, and what's interesting about that is, is that she kind of passed on. I guess she qualified like seven out of eight people um, to compete in the balance beam. So it's it's obviously not her uh, her strong suit, and she you know she by a she bypassed things you know to begin with, and then she let a lot of the events that she's really good at go by the wayside. And, you know, now she's just, you know, going to give it one last hurrah. Maybe she's just doing it, you know, for uh, a bit of a, a bit of a victory tour. But everybody's going to be watching. I just I can't imagine that the balance beam. My, my niece was a gymnast at, yeah, right. uh, yep. over at Minichog. Yep. And I, I have accidentally fallen off sidewalks. Yes. You know, I mean, never, never mind a never mind a four inch board. I've actually like, you know, rolled an ankle. By falling off a sidewalk, you can't you can't walk and chew gum at the same. Well, exactly. I don't know how these I don't know how these women do it, but they do. So, what else is new? Anything uh, in your personal life? How about the friggin' Red Sox? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the beach, buddy. Tell us about Cape Cod. No, no, you guys guys don't want to hear about that. (laughs) Wait, before Uh, you get to the Red Sox, there was another Olympic story that I thought was interesting. I read about this this morning. It's an Australian canoeist named Jessica Fox, and she won a bronze and a gold in the canoe with a busted boat. Her canoe was was apparently broken, and so this is the cool part. She repaired it with some warm epoxy and a condom. Whoa! Yeah, she's my uh, hero. Oh, the other the other competitors got screwed, man. Yes. What what kind of canoe uh, mishap I, can be repaired with a condom? A small hole in the nose of the canoe, so she tied the condom to the nose of the boat to hold the carbon in place. Bam! Bronze and gold medal in the canoe. Yeah, and now she's pregnant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only she had used that condom for the reasons well, it was intended to be. Whatever floats your boat, right? Whatever. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Can- canoeing is a... Kayaking, yeah. right? No. Can- there's, there's both. Canoeing. Yes. Canoeing. Oh, see yeah. that naive and I well, didn't know that. Well, there's even... Did you see that in the relays? They have mixed yeah, gender relays yeah. now, yeah, too. You know what? In both swimming and in track yeah, and field. You're, you're right. Uh, you know... Crazy. It, it, it is crazy. And 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 I think I think we were uh, in studio talking about this last Monday. Did we talk about the, um, the skateboard? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did yeah. that, right? Yeah. Craziest mm-hmm. damn thing in the world. I I don't know, man. But how can you how can you have mixed gender competition? Re, uh, relays. Yeah, I know, I know. But 
that's the first time they've ever done it, right? And then and then sometimes the strategy comes into play there. Do you send the women into the pool first, yep. or do you alternate guy-girl, girl-guy? What's the strategy there? It's interesting, but, I mean, where does this thing stop? It does. Well, you know? the fact of the matter is it it doesn't. Every year the, it gets crazier and they're, crazier. They're thinking about esports now, too, for gold medals. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I, I think it could <laughs> – I think it could be um, what we talked about last week. You know, it it certainly is not. It's not something that anybody in this room is is interested in. But you know, somebody is. Maybe maybe the kids love it. Who well, knows? Well, because they're trying to hook the kids yes. in yeah. as viewers. Yes. Uh, yep. By giving them kids' sport competitions. The BMX but, cycling, and, you know, it's okay. Yeah, like, fine. Yeah. Fine. It's not for us. It, yeah, but, but you see that, for somebody. that spill that kid took? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I Damn. did see that. Yep. That was nasty. Kai, he's an Olympian. Get off the mat and go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, go get some stitches and get your ass back. Rub there. some dirt in that get thing. Get exactly. back out there for quick. Get your ass back out there. He's walk around all week with that little <laughs> band aid on his elbow. All right. Hey, so uh, Red Sox, um, they've, they are. They began the weekend in first place. They're out of first place. Swept. They've lost. They've got swept. Uh, they're um, uh, lost four in a row. I think that's the longest losing streak of the year. I always um, said this team of no names would do nothing this season. That's... <laughs> okay, 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 George. Yeah, uh, um, it's more like backs. Uh, they're off today, and and they open up what I think it's a seven game road trip in Detroit tomorrow. So last two months of the season are going to be great, man. They're going to be great. I can't believe we're already talking about the last two months of the season. I know. Chris but, Sale coming back, and Schwarber will be off the DL soon, too, yep. the guy they picked up in the trade. Yep. So, yep. And uh, and so, um, and he's a, a Schwarber is a former Cub. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear what happened with, um, was it, let me see if I can remember their names, uh, Chris Bryant, um, the, the three the three Cub players. Yes, yes, yes. One to the Giants, home run in his first game. One to the Yankees, home run in his first game. Um, and I can't remember where the other one went, but all three of them homered in their first game for their new teams. Mm-hmm. Right after being traded. Yep. Right after being uh, traded. You know, sometimes all you need is a change of scenery. But, you know, um, Sale had a great outing Saturday in Worcester, and, you know, I think the Red, if you if you watched any of the Red Sox games over the weekend, they're still sadly in need of pitching. And if he – I mean, if he can – he's probably going to have one more rehab start. I think it's this Saturday – um, in Triple A, mm-hmm. if he comes, if he can come back and he can give them uh, a contribution, you know, it sounds like sports radio right now, but they they're in desperate need of him, um, you know, helping them down the stretch. And and if he can, they they still have a great shot. The only thing worse than talking about the last two months of the season is talking about the beginning of football mm-hmm. in August. Um, I know. I still think uh, football is a cold-weather sport and should be started probably in November. Yep. Two weeks is what? Two weeks until the first the uh, exhibition, exhibition game. game. Patriots hosting the Washington, Washington football, football team. team. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. So meaning that by the end of August, the September, regular season will begin. Well, yeah. September 9th is the, is the, the first uh, NFL game. And and you you said the game against Washington National uh, the Washington football team is I, I think in 10 days actually. I think it's on it's the, the 12th. 12th. It's yeah. the 12th. Yeah. So less uh, less than 2 weeks. Yeah. God. Yeah, but you know watching the NFL this year there's so many real and and the Patriots have one of them. So many uh really great young quarterbacks that got drafted. Um I'm really looking forward to the to the NFL this year. It's going to be fun to watch 
And we got to see what goes on with the quarterback situation with the Patriots. I was thinking about that on the way down in the car, and um, you know he could he could end up he could end up playing being the starter a lot sooner than Mac a lot Jones of people you're talking think. about. Yeah, right? Mac, Mac Jones, mm-hmm. who they they got from uh, from Alabama. So I yeah. think we should have grabbed Aaron Rodgers when he was <laughs> yeah. disgruntled. Nah, you know, he's going he, to jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One more one more year at the Packers, and then he'll go into show business. I just I'm not even paying attention to the Patriots anymore. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm, you I'm are. paying more attention to the Buccaneers. No, than I, I am. You can't do that. You yeah. can't just uh, oh, abandon well, he your won't. team. I'm totally fair weather. He loves that should be my last name. Yeah, until they start winning and then all of a sudden Oh yeah, then I'm gonna, back on. Then you're right back, back, back on, on the bandwagon. Yep. Yep. Hey, the Tom Brady rookie card, no longer the most valuable NFL card in history. Pat Patrick Mahomes now sold for four point three million. That's that a lot nice. more than Brady's rookie card of three point one million. Do so. people still collect I guess. cards? Look, apparently hey, for four point three million dollars yes. they do. People are paying money for non fungible tokens. NFTs that don't even exist, and they're paying millions of dollars for it. But the Mahomes thing, I mean, Tom Brady was a rookie 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes was a rookie, what, four years ago? Yeah, you'd think there'd be a lot of those cards around, right? Right, yeah. right. Is there not? I don't know. Don't look at me, man. Well, I gave up. Aren't you here I gave to up, talk about sports? I gave up, <laughs> I gave up collecting baseball cards for Lent, for crying out loud. <laughs> for Lent. <laughs> Come on, Scott, tell us how you spent the weekend in Dennis. Uh, you know, if I mean, hey, if, if, well, if anybody's got some personal stuff to talk about, uh, I no, think it's yeah. you, you big fat phony. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we should all pass on the personal stuff. I it's, think so, uh, All right, well, welcome back and uh, – or, or, uh, Thank you for Thanks. being here. Yes, yeah, that's Thank good Thank you enough. for being here. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll and, see you next week. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, it's 720 at Rock 102. <laughs> Life is happening. 22 at Rock 102. Finally, after uh, almost two, two, two years, uh, went and saw The Machine Friday night. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Went up to um, uh, Swansea, New Hampshire. Wow. Yeah, it's actually it's not that far. It was like a, an hour and twenty minutes. Not the place that delivers the frozen food to homes. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, oh, the one that's Schwans. Schwans. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool. I mean, it's a uh, middle of nowhere. It was outdoors. That's why I went. Um, middle of nowhere. I checked the weather channel first to see what it was going to be like, and it said. By the time the show was over, the temperature was going to be like 58 degrees. So I'm like, all right, well, we're not taking the bike. Um, and then, well, plus you had to bring your own chairs, so you can't do that on the bike either. But uh, out in the middle of nowhere, huge, just a huge stage facing away from the road towards the forest, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better phrase. And, uh, just a, a, and they had pods they um it was you know sticks in the ground with rope six feet by six feet and uh you could have i think five or six people inside of it uh or you could have just two using using the whole pod for themselves and then uh great show man it was so good to see them out again finally and did they do the uh, wizard of oz thing no no they don't do that that's that's uh that's kooky stuff um, no, they just, uh, they played two, uh, two full sets and two years of not seeing them. It was, uh, it was nice to finally go to another show again. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it is kind of nice to see people back out and doing things. Although, yeah, we talk about increased yeah. numbers mm-hmm. and people getting the variants and all that yep. stuff. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, you know, they know. might be shutting everything down again. Well, they, you know, they, you keep hearing them say we're not going to do uh, lockdowns again in Australia. Is that where I saw it earlier this morning? Yeah, they're using soldiers and helicopters yeah. to keep people inside their homes. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise, they will be fined. Imagine, like, what? What was there a movie somewhere uh, where like they shot people who I, were out? I think it was Outbreak. Think that was it? I don't think they were yeah. shooting people, but they were like forcibly. No, no, no. I, I oh. thought, I thought I saw, I thought there was a movie one time where like people who were doing what they shouldn't be doing, what was breaking curfew or lockdowns or stuff like that, start shooting them. How far do you think we are from that? Well, that's what's going to happen, John, when <laughs> you know. keep implementing your <laughs> mandates. <laughs> uh, news is next at seven twenty-five at Rock One Hundred Two. Quadro goes to the registry personally with all my needs. Well, I have cars I put on the road in the summer. I have a Corvette and a seven Chevy, and I come here and they do the paperwork for me, and everything's ready to go. I have five cars insured by this agency, and I have my home officer too. insurance.com is for you. Uh, never mind. Telltool, a division of Cadence Aerospace, is looking for qualified individuals to join their team. At Telltool in Westfield, you're more than a number. You're a valued part of their company family. Telltool has immediate openings for CNC machinists and inspectors for both first and second shift. Telltool offers competitive wages, medical, dental, a 20% shift differential, and much more. To learn more and to apply, click on careers at cadenceaerospace.com or stop by Telltool at 35 Turnpike Industrial Road in Westfield, Massachusetts. Telltool is an equal opportunity the employer. Don't take a chance on getting stranded in your vehicle. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and get your battery tested free of charge. Or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on and enjoy some good times at The Yard. The Yard Tavern in Enfield. With 50 beers on tap. Happy hour all week long from 3 to 6. Specials for lunch and dinner daily, including burgers, Rubens, barbecued pulled pork sandwiches, classic tavern meatloaf, chipotle cheddar mac and cheese, and oh so much more. Dine in or on their spacious outdoor patio. The Yard is the place to be for the best food in town and to watch your favorite game. The Yard Tavern, King Street in Enfield. Check them out at theyardtavern.com. It is 727 at Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. They donate a portion of every purchase to a local charity. Learn more at WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. And uh, here is the news. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What are, you, what are you looking at here? 91 North uh, appears to be a bit of a backup. And uh, I don't know why. But yeah, it's it's uh, slow going. Ninety one North. Yeah, where is it? That's Thank right you. in front of the Hall of Fame. There, is it? No, that was up near two ninety one. Oh, I can't. My location's all mixed up. Well, you're new in town. Well, I, <laughs> I understand that. Here yeah, and, you know, just trying to get ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Early Sunday morning, twenty eight year old Catherine Vasquez was arrested after Holyoke police noticed a disturbance in the area of Maine and Appleton. 
streets? Yeah, yeah. sure. Officers a report, disturbance. They uh, report, uh, officers report they saw Vasquez yelling, making threats, and walking with a knife in her hand uh, towards people in the area of the Racing Mart parking lot. Officers allegedly ordered Vasquez to drop the knife before drawing their weapons. According to a statement from the Hoyoke Police, Vasquez continued to scream and make threats before putting the knife in her pocket after officers gave her several commands to drop it. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put it, put my, it right in, put my, in my, pocket. my pocket, right here, right here in my in my suit, in my white suit. Vasquez was then arrested on three counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. After arresting her, the woman allegedly assaulted by Vasquez left the location. Police later found the woman's car and conducted a traffic stop. During the stop, the police were able to identify multiple stabbing victims. Well, we're just driving around the city picking up all the stabbing victims. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, far, I got six. We paid uh, for part of the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I uh, when I get a full car, I'll uh, I'll take them to the hospital. Each individual had non-serious uh, injuries and as a result of the stabbing and were taken to Holyoke Medical Center for treatment. Uh, anyone with any information who witnessed the incident is asked to call the Holyoke police. So they believe this uh, young gal uh, stabbed all these people? Yeah. Damn. It's an angry chick. Her name is Stabby McStabby. Yeah. I'm Stabby McVasquez. Yeah. A group of nine men was evacuated by the environmental police uh, from... In the Connecticut River in Northampton Friday. They were evacuated from the Connecticut River. I'm reading it. A group of nine men was evacuated. Was by evacuated. Environmental yeah. police from in the Connecticut River in Northampton Friday after rising water levels left them stuck on a small high point at the north end of the island. Sergeant Jerry Champagne uh, uh, said the he and Officer Teresa Walsh shuttled the men in the service's rescue boat two at a time from their campsite approximately one and a quarter miles from the uh, to the Sportsman's Marine in Hadley, towing their canoes and carrying their camping equipment. Champagne said conditions on the river were hazardous. In order to get the camper's location, the environmental police rescue boat had to make its way to several miles upstream uh, from its berth at the Oxbow Marina. Champagne said Walsh, who was piloting the boat, had to dodge uh, debris floating in the water, including large logs and sometimes full trees pushed downstream by the strong current. Uh... Where is this island? Uh, somewhere in Northampton. And people are camping on it? Yeah. Why? Well, it's an island getaway, John. Uh, it's wanna... not really an island getaway in Northampton on the Connecticut River. Well, that the, the one couple it's... that drove their SUV out in the middle of the Connecticut River a couple of weeks ago, too. Yeah, but I'm trying to... <laughs> Rescued all their camping equipment, so you pack up tents and sleeping bags and Coleman lanterns and all that camping stuff I can remember as a kid to go to an island in the Connecticut River in oh, Northampton. It's lovely this time of year, John. I don't know if you've uh... listen. You you don't have the camping bug. You know what I mean? Like you don't have that uh, inkling to go camping. Uh... Yeah, but if I did, I would go to a campground. Which there might very well be an area on that island thing that has uh, where people build fires and camp out. Okay, but what comes first? The campground or the campers? The campers. See? You make no, the campers. No, no, no. That's yeah. not the way I'm thinking it. Well, you're thinking of like the uh, the typical campgrounds exactly. that you would see that were earmarked yeah, as campgrounds. Exactly. But people camp. You can be a camper anywhere. 
You don't just you can camp in your backyard for God's sakes. Well, that's a yeah. I mean, that's a different story. But this is not their property. They're not supposed. How 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 do you know they're even supposed to be on this island? I don't know. If there's no trespassing signs, then I guess you you're it's fair game. Wow, people are crazy. People are. You think people are crazy because you aren't interested in doing something like that. That's exactly right. Uh, Many people would say you're crazy for driving to Ohio to see the same band that you just saw Friday night in uh, New Hampshire. I haven't gone to Ohio yet, Steve. But you almost did. I I probably would, yes. Didn't you almost make the trip out there? Didn't you get halfway there? No, no, no. How I've was never... that working? I thought you flew out there. How did that No, work? what are you talking about? You were going to go see the machine years ago when yeah, you were going to Ohio. I, not Ohio. I don't ever remember thinking about going to see them in Ohio. I went to I was thinking once about going to see them in Erie, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania yeah. Which is near Ohio. Oh, okay. Well, there then now now it all it makes is? sense. Uh, I, know, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know my geography. <laughs> yeah. I'm just taking a guess. Is Erie, Pennsylvania near Ohio? I, I think maybe within a few hundred miles. I no, I think it's I think it's I think somewhat it's, nearby. Yes, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, while the CDC puts an emphasis again on masks indoors to combat the surging Delta variant, testing remains an important part of slowing the spread. Uh, especially given the evidence now that vaccinated people can be infected, uh, spread the Delta variant. The stronger the variant is a problem in Springfield, where statistics show many in black communities are not vaccinated. Uh, statewide, over 60%, some pockets in the black and brown communities, 20 to 25% unacceptable, said State Representative Bud Williams, the leader of the Black COVID-19 Coalition. drive through testing is still being offered by AMR at the Eastfield Mall parking lot and in Springfield, uh, a city in uh, and it's in Springfield, a city in Hamden County, if you didn't know where that was. This is what, 22? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, in the CDC's substantial risk category for transmission. AMR offers the nasal swab PCR test, which gets sent out to a laboratory to detect genetic material that is specific to the virus. It's not as fast as an antigen test, but it's more accurate, and you can still get the result within 24 hours. I had mine back within eight hours doing that. There must be some kind of a, a word... Uh, quota that they have to hit that that somebody there would bother to put in the line Springfield a city in Hamden County it's like oh I only need 12 more words and I get my bonus this week yeah we just need to (laughs) we need to add more time for Don Shipman to read and uh, uh, and emphasize uh, the wrong words. Hey, the, the broadcast company I was with back in New York State forced us to write blog posts every day, two of them per day, and they checked our word count. So we had to hit a certain number of words every day. <sighs> I know, right? Man. What a pain in the butt that is. Yeah. Good yeah. thing we don't have word counts here. This, uh, this industry is being destroyed. <laughs> The uh, Springfield Fire Department early Saturday morning freed a person after a car allegedly crashed into a Bilton. Uh, Springfield Fire Department uh, announced Saturday around 3 a.m. that they were on the scene of an incident that uh, led to the need uh, to free an individual. The accident happened at 1690. In other words, it was a crash that somebody was trapped in. This is how we get more words into the story. We just repeat what we just said the first time. The individual was rescued from the accident and brought to a local hospital for minor injuries. The individual's identity identity has not been uh, released yet. That's just way too much stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was a crash. Car hit a building, and uh, the driver had to be cut out of the car, and he's not that badly hurt. 
Or well, she. Here you go, John. You're looking for something to do. A popular summertime event has returned to the grounds of Agawam's historic Captain Charles Leonard House. The 1805 house was the site of an open-air summer shopping bazaar. Uh, was? When was this? Oh, Over I think weekend. I saw it yesterday. Over the weekend, yeah. Yeah. More yeah. than 30 local businesses, small owners, uh, small business owners, vendors, and crafters offered a huge variety of unique homemade and customized products. I think it's, is that like right on Route 159? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we I did a uh, a poker run yesterday, and we went right by that. Tours of the National Register listed structure were also offered. Historian uh, Philip Kimball looks forward to the day when the Preservation Trust will have the money needed to rehab this home in the proper fashion. Was that a poker run or a poker po- poker po- poker run? Poker run. <laughs> All right, I was just curious. It's uh, it, you know, it's um, you start uh, where did we start? We started at the uh, West Springfield Fishing Game Club, which is in Agawam. And uh, and then um, you had three other stops, uh, three or four, four other stops, and at each stop, you get a card. You each get time. a card. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's and I actually, do. I actually had uh, four clubs, not in numerical order. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's a flush. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's almost a flush. almost a flush. Five would be. A flush. And then when we got when you get back to where you start, mm-hmm. you take one more card, and I got a diamond. Ah. Uh, but then you can buy one more card mm-hmm. for uh, five dollars, and okay. I did that, and I I think I got another diamond. You couldn't get you couldn't keep buying more. Yeah, you could, but what am I made of money? It's for charity. What charity was it? For? It was uh, it was a veterans charity. And uh, plus, it's the award was for best hand. So even if I had a flush, even if I had five cards of the same suit, that doesn't. But what was the winning hand that won? Oh, I don't know. I did, we didn't stay that that long. But I uh, but I presume uh, a flush of um, like face cards would be higher, right? Uh, well, you, I don't think you could have it. Well, I guess, yeah, sure. It'd be a Royal flush. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure somebody probably had that. Yeah, but they paid enough. Maybe you're right. Is it, how many decks are you using? I think it was just one. I, I don't understand this whole thing. You, you and your little biker thing. They're, they're I don't playing know. cards. I know, they, but I don't like. I don't spread them out on the table. But if you're buying more, yeah, is yeah. it one deck per rider that uh, they're going no. through? No, no, no. They they keep the decks. This is so confusing. It's I, really not. I'm not sure how you're making this well, sound. Well, because so you, you wouldn't be able to have a flush all face cards then if you only had one deck of cards. Okay, that that's more believable than. Than the confusion you're creating. Well, you, I, I you, don't you, know cards that well. You you would have a flush with the royal flush includes the ace and plus the four face and you the know, ten. Yes, so you know that and the ten. Yeah, well, ten, ten jack, jack, queen, queen king, king ace. ace. Yeah, that's five. I don't know nothing. How do you even? How do you even play blackjack? <laughs> A train on the Green Line in Boston crashed into another train from behind on Friday, injuring more than twenty people. Boston Fire Department said in a tweet, 23 people were taken to hospitals with injuries, none of which were life-threatening. The cause of the crash was not immediately known. Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority General Manager Steve Poffick said at a press conference, 
We will obviously get to the bottom of this. This should not happen, and we will find out why it happened and ensure it won't happen again. My guess is uh, it was one of two causes, one being either a train didn't move when it should have or the other train didn't stop when it was supposed to. Probably texting and training. Or, or the one that got hit was you know supposed to have been moved by then. The- Again, that's one of those things. That seems like the first form of transportation that will go completely automated. Oh, yeah. It has to be. I mean, I can't believe it hasn't yet. I can't believe we're still so focused on making cars un, uh, you know, autonomous and, and trains are seemingly the thing that should be absolutely autonomous. I saw a Tesla in the Mass Pike yesterday. Mm-hmm. Guy just sitting there like reading a book while the car's going. Really? Yeah. Mm. Did you flip him off or hit the horn? Or no, I was like, man, I wish him? I, I wish I could have one of those cars. I would love to like smoke a big yeah. fed joint and then get in the yeah, car. You're and drive, really and drive. not <laughs> supposed to uh, do that. Listen, from, I can I have my fantasies of uh, you know. Did you hear about this uh, this billionaire guy last week who got arrested? He was the one. He started this this uh, autonomous tractor trailer truck. Uh, manufacturing where they they and they did a demonstration like months ago and he got investors people invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in this thing and they found out later uh the truck that they were showing on a commercial or showing on a demonstration video driving down the road Mm -hmm. um had actually just been at the top of a hill and they let the momentum carry it down this roadway yeah. it wasn't being driven it was just rolling and and they had to tape the door shut of the truck that's how badly put together this thing was mm. oh and it had no engine yeah well that, that's uh, the other thing that helps yeah yeah so the guy got arrested for uh you know swindling all these investors out of hundreds of thousands of dollars speaking of uh of drug things like that I saw this video yesterday of this guy who's driving a bus, like a city bus, mm-hmm. and the bus is moving along, and he's uh, there's somebody taking pictures of him, and the guy keeps looking over at the person taking the picture and uh, starts doing all these like hand motions, taking his hand off the wheel, then looking back, and then taking his hand off the wheel, and you're waiting for this thing to crash. <laughs> yeah. And then finally he just gets up and turns around and starts doing these poses and this little dance. While the bus is while moving? While the bus is moving. Wow. And then the camera pans over. He's on a tow truck. He's on a flatbed. Yep. He wasn't, oh. he wasn't moving at all. But it was like, it was one of those, uh, you know, those uh, prank videos yeah, where, yeah. where you yeah. get, you're getting enraged and you're like, yeah. how can this man be doing something like this? Who's towing a bus with people in it? It, there was no, there was no people in it. You could just tell he was driving like it looked like he was driving a city bus. Right, but he's in it, he's and the person it. who's videotaping him is in it because this was in another country somewhere. Oh, this okay. was, oh, uh, right. you know, obviously yeah. we don't yeah. uh, they don't. Follow well, I told you about how uh, I remember like the earliest iteration of uh, of America's Funniest Home Video, where a guy his wife is asleep in the car in the front seat, and he's behind a tow truck that's towing a car from the back 
So so the front of this car that's being towed is facing yeah. this guy's windshield. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he screams, oh, no! <laughs> and his wife wakes up. And it looks like that's great. Th- there's this car See, about to hit him at I would be worried the person would wake up and jerk the wheel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was. There was a lot of bleeping after that. Uh, putting diesel in a normal car can cause big, expensive problems. That's why those green diesel pumps won't fit in regular gas tanks, you know, in your car. But they that don't even fit. No, it's it's wider. It's wider oh, than, the, okay. than the actual gasoline uh, one. Uh, a gas station in Canada though got a fuel delivery last weekend, and their tanks got filled with the wrong types of gas. They oh, pumped boy. regular gas into the tanks that are supposed to hold diesel. And diesel into the ones that were supposed to hold gas. That's not going to be good for business. We just got mixed up all yeah. over the place. Yeah. So all of the tanks had a mix of both, and they didn't realize it for three days. Oh, jeez. People who needed regular gas got 20% diesel, and people expecting diesel got 40% regular, which is really bad for diesel engines. It's not clear how many customers they had over those three days, but now a lot of people are coming forward with issues. One guy who got diesel by mistake says his trunk or truck won't start now. And it's going to cost $8,500 just to fix that one vehicle. Mm. It's not clear if the uh, station is going to cover repairs voluntarily. It's sounding like people might have to sue. How, and you wonder what happened three weeks later that made them discover it? Unless it was somebody coming in to complain. No, three days. Oh, three, three days? Three days. They oh. didn't realize it for three days that oh. the gas was in there. Wow. Well. But you'd probably, uh, your car starts sputtering, and you probably don't know why, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it just eventually doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I believe this, I think that happened around here years ago. Where they accidentally put it into the ground, into the tank in the ground? Probably about eight, nine years ago, and then uh, there was a bunch of cars that had problems because they had diesel in them instead yeah. of gasoline. Yeah. It could be a problem. I can see that. I have to put, uh, I have to put the highest... Uh, unleaded in the uh, in the spider. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Otherwise, I don't know what'll happen. Yeah, I want to find I, out. I never understood that. Yeah, and they they say that you don't need high test in most of these cars, but people get it out of vanity. Are you sure you have to have that in the spider? I get. Mm, no, <laughs> no, I'm not sure. You know, it, it might just be. Some kind of conspiracy yeah. between the spider maker and the oil company. Well, you know, I've always said it's much like the uh, the chimney sweeper. How do you know what's actually in the gasoline? You're just taking the word of somebody who put that gasoline in there that this is a higher octane gas that you're paying for when you could very well just be paying for the 292 gas. What does that have to do with a chimney sweeper? Well, when we talked about the chimney chimney sweepers, uh, we've had this discussion before about how do you know that what they're really doing in there? Oh, I don't, I don't watch any repair people that come into my house. Yeah, they could be shystering yeah. you left and right. Yeah, they come in, uh, clean my furnace, and all I hear is clang, clang, clang. Could be a guy just standing there with a wrench banging it off of the oil. It probably burner. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Look, thank you. I found a major clog in your. Bahomahawk. Yeah, yeah. Wait, the wait. what? Well, the Bahomahawk. You don't know about the Bahomahawk? Well, how long is that going to take? Oh, uh, probably a couple hours. Uh, what's that going to cost? Yeah, about two fifty. All right, go ahead. We sound like we're doing important work in here. <laughs> you just can never tell who's nope. screwing you and who's not. Absolutely not. And, but by the same token, we've all seen those usually older people mm-hmm. who stand over a repair person 
and 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 you know supervise them through the whole project. Mm-hmm. And and I wouldn't want to be that person either because I don't know what the hell the guy. I could be watching, and the guy yeah. could be doing absolutely nothing. I'm not going to know it. Yeah, what what what, what purpose is going to you right. going to serve looking at him? I'd be, and I'd be like, oh, what's that? And it's a wrench. Oh, what's that? It's a filter. What's that? The bill. <laughs> Pay it. <laughs> now. Your Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 80. More of the same for tomorrow. It is 64 in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted now at every Big Y Express. That's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. It's a new day, and it's coming at you fast. It could be the day your workforce doubles or the day your visitors quadruple. With Comcast Business, you'll have what you need to take on every twist. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 756 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. (laughs) Sunny, uh, partly sunny today and tomorrow. Highs both days about 80. We are uh, approaching the midway point of summer. ZZ Top, by the way, playing in Tuscaloosa, Alabama on Friday night with a new bass player already. They didn't wait too long for him to get cold, huh? Yeah, it was uh, apparently Elwood Francis, good friend of Dusty Hill, the late bass player from ZZ Top, and I guess he gave his good wishes to the band. He said he wanted them to continue without him. Well, yeah, but that's like uh, that's like a guy who's dying uh, tells his wife, you know, I want you to I want you to get remarried. I yeah. want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mean that. <laughs> he doesn't mean that. He's dying for God's sake. <laughs> Just Sometimes you just say things. Yeah, when exactly. You're yeah, so it's like uh, you know, you say oh. things in the heat of passion. You know, and then what happens if all of a sudden there's like this miraculous turnaround, and the guy uh, survives, and he's and he's just gotten done telling his wife, "Yeah, go out there and live your life, get married again," and then he's better. Well, plus, do they have Dusty Hill actually saying this on tape, or are they just like? Yeah, right. They're just the- saying he said it exactly. Yeah, you, can you prove it? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah, well, then we don't believe it. Still, with the limited number of chords they're playing, whatever. Elwood Francis, Elwood Leonard, what does it matter? Uh, Coming up after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk about uh, traffic island getaways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you think think camping in the middle of the Connecticut River in Northampton's bad. Way do you go to Holyoke Crossing. Traffic islands are even better. It's uh, 758 at Rock 102. Who knows grow? He knows grow. Brett, the owner of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. 515 College Highway in Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 808 and Billy Joel on Rock 102. Partly sunny today and tomorrow. Highs uh, both days, about 80. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. So, um, why don't you start with your half? All right. So, uh, we're talking about these uh, traffic island... what are you, Islanders? Traffic yeah, Islanders? They're, they're like Islanders, a- yeah. Like, uh, the, like the hockey team? Yeah, uh, no, well, it's more like the, uh, I don't <laughs> know what kind of team you'd have with these guys. But anyway, you go to like uh, Holyoke Crossing is a big one. Yeah. Where they have all the people standing out there asking for money. Yep. They're, uh, they have signs on them, you know, they're saying they need work, whatever. Uh, there's all, there, I've noticed the last two weeks now coming here mm-hmm. in the morning, at the end of Columbus, at uh, the end of the uh, exit three ramp in on I ninety one South, uh-huh. 
there's a guy out there at like 5.15 in the morning. That's oh, an early, early riser. Early bird catches the worm, Steve. Do you really? Sure. You know, you want to get out there for the rush hour. T- so is that the exit where you would get off to go up to Sumner Avenue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now that they're renumbered, I forget. Um, well, the old exit. I don't know. What yeah, it is. I don't know what it is now. There's guys on the Enfield exit all the time, too, off of 91. Both going both directions. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you about another one in a minute. But, I, I, but what you're talking about, Steve, is, yeah, I mean, uh, look, they got uh, three shifts. Yep. Three shifts? Uh, probably. 24-7. You know? I'll take the 5 a.m. shift this week because... I haven't been sleeping that well in my box, and uh, maybe next uh, next week you could take it. But what I've noticed about the the Holyoke one, I mean, you, you know, I've been up in that area before ten a.m. before the mall opens, mm-hmm. and there's nobody out there because they know the mall's not open yet. The mall's not open yeah. yet. There's only a select few yeah. stores that are open in that area. But this guy knows at five a.m. People are uh, out and about. Yeah. The morning, the morning rush hour started. And it's a little uncomfortable when you're sitting at the light yeah. and you're the only one at the uh, light and he's the only one there and he's mm-hmm. giving you that, uh, hey, how about a few extra do bucks, buddy? That do you not see me here with this sign knowing I have not eaten this morning? Yeah. You know? That kind of, yeah, that kind of look. And, you, and you're trying to, you know, you the phone. I always take out the phone. Oh, so you can yeah. look like or, you're distracted. Or remember, remember uh, when George uh, said that he tried to always look angry or yeah. upset because that way they would think he was busy. So he was. He always had this look right. of being upset on his face. And every time Mr. Wilhelm walked by his office, he would see him and think, oh, yeah, poor George. He's got so much stress. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> He's working too hard. <laughs> Cheap uh, sunglasses. She's just hide behind some cheap sunglasses, like ZZ Top. Yeah, man. but at five a.m., then yeah. you look blind. But I'm wondering, this has got to be a profitable business. Somebody somewhere is making some money on this. I would like to try this. I told you a few weeks ago, I'm get I'm getting off uh, I-91 uh, to Route Five South in West Springfield, mm-hmm. and you know how it's like two lanes there at the end at the traffic light. Yeah. Well, I'm in the right lane. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, there's a line of cars in the in the left lane, and this guy who's got a cane who looks like he's uh, quite disabled mm-hmm. uh, is holding a sign looking for money, and I held out two bucks out the window, and it was like a miracle. The guy just walked over to uh, the car uh, like it was no big deal. Like the cane wasn't even needed yeah, at that it, point. It reminded me of uh, Eddie Murphy in Trading yeah. Spaces where he's got no legs because yeah. he's a Vietnam veteran, and uh, he uh, magically... Oh my God! I can see and I can walk too. Yeah. As the cops are picking him up and t- hauling him away, it could happen. So I'm thinking uh, maybe this is something I might want to try. What I'm noticing, and I and I've made this argument for years. Um, you know, this has been to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court has ruled that these people are allowed to do this based on freedom of speech rights. My feeling has always been, and and I don't have a problem. I, you know, I mean, I have sympathy. I mean, I've, I I have sympathy for for the people who need to do this. Um, but my feeling has been, <coughs> excuse me, when they reach a stage of impeding the flow of traffic, mm-hmm. then they become a public safety issue, not a freedom of speech issue, and they should be removed. There is now. Uh, there has been for some time 
uh, a homeless person asking for money at the bottom of exit three off of I-391. Mm-hmm. Now, when Chickabee Street is a divided road, so there is a straight, you come off the ramp and there's a stop sign if you want to make a left onto Chickabee Street. And that's where one of the homeless people is or one of the needy people is asking for money. That's fine. But if you want to go towards Granby Road, that's a merge. There is no stop sign. Right. And now there's a person standing there Uh, asking for money. That's dangerous. And if somebody was to try to give them money and stop, they got traffic coming at them from behind on a curve that can cause an accident. That that is a danger, and and that person, and you know, look, I don't know how they do it. You know, whether who picks which ramp to stand at the bottom of. I don't know if there's turf wars or uh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, assignments. I would imagine there are some sort of turf wars. Like yeah. you can't be on this corner. All of a sudden, you just show up one day to right. that uh, very uh, traffic island or in that spot, and the guy yeah. says, "Hey, get the hell out of here! I've been uh, doing this for years." Yeah, and this is probably what happened here. And the other guy's like, "Oh, all right. Well, then I'll just go over here." And you, and and the first guy's probably like, "Now you can't do that. There's no stop sign there. That's just a merge." You're gonna you're gonna cause an accident. You're gonna be you're gonna ruin it for both of us. No, no, no. I'm gonna get more money than you. That's what I'm gonna do. There's no way. There's no uh, God willing, nobody's going to stop there and give money because it's not a stop. Yeah, it it does uh, get a little dangerous at some of these places. What they should do is kind of like what they do in in Las Vegas and on Fremont Street. They have those circles, and you basically you're renting out the circle on the on the spots on the sidewalk. On the, it's on the it's, sidewalk? It's not for panhandlers, but it's uh, for oh, per- performers. Oh, but oh. I'm thinking you could use that idea yeah. to say, hey, look, if you want to you wanna, uh, do this, you got to sign up and pre-register for this spot. <laughs> between the, and then you can have hours, <laughs> and then you can have uh, different people, and uh, I'll take the 10 to 2 shift, you take the 2 to 5, and uh, Billy over here will take 5 to 7. Th- these panhandlers should make it easier for us. Driving by in cars and just hold up like a barcode that we can scan with our phone on the way by and give them some money that way. There was a guy uh, I saw on, uh, I believe it was Reddit, uh, you know, people taking pictures of these folks at these traffic islands. And he had a, he had a, it was like a GoFund, oh no, it was his his Venmo account. Yep. Mm -hmm. He had a Venmo (laughs) and if you wanted to Venmo him, he gave his Venmo name. There you go. Uh, and you could Venmo him the money mm-hmm. rather than hand it out the window to him. Do, wouldn't that mean he'd need a computer or a phone? Well, he has a phone. He's Go to the library and check in on a computer there, I suppose, right? You know, I, down to the library. You know, you say about, uh, well, if you're homeless, how could you have a phone? There, everybody has a Everybody's phone. Everybody's got a phone, you know, yeah. Especially yeah. A, you yeah. can buy these prepaid the, ones. The burner right. phones, sure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you know, how much coke you can get for a phone. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, you take somebody else's phone, you right, sell it. Exactly. Out, so like yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they should have some sort of designated area. So uh, what this guy's holding a sign with a barcode on it? It's not a barcode, but it's it says Venmo me, and it's says, it's like at you know whatever the whatever the Venmo username is, and it was fairly easy to to, <laughs> to remember. Type. No, yeah. but the barcode hey, will be the next thing, though. I think a bar, you know just hold up the barcode. Yeah, instead of a sign that yeah. says uh, need money yes, or will yeah. work. 
There was yeah. a there was a girl uh, recently driving around this area who was going to college and she had her like cash app uh, name on the back of her of, of of the back window of the car. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. graduated, need money for college. Of you know, cash at me at whatever the. Uh, well, that's is. different. I mean, you know, at least uh, she's being honest about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I have a friend who near, lives near uh, one of the ramps in Enfield, and yeah, it's it's one of these things where, you know, if if they're impeding traffic, to me, that's a whole other issue besides freedom of speech, and and they they should be moved. I mean, they, it should be stopped. You're not even even the ones who are at intersections with lights. When that light goes green, step off. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I say. Well, and they ought to experiment too with the, what kind of gestures work best. I noticed one guy at the end of the Enfield ramp. I think it's coming north on 91, getting off Enfield. There, he waves at you when you get at the bottom there near the stoplight. He'll wave at you, although he's not smiling while he's doing that. Yeah. Maybe he should add a a nice friendly grin, or maybe is that a negative? If you see like, wow, he's too happy to be yeah. destitute. So. Yeah, you want to you want to look glum. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah, but well, I, I just I don't know. Uh, again, I I feel for them. I really do. Uh, but I also believe the people who say I would rather donate my money to an organization that's yeah. going to help them than to give the money directly to them. And that is always the better idea. Yeah. You can always donate to an open pantry. You can donate to the uh, the uh, homeless veterans uh, goodwill, organizations, any one army, of those places. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Or you can Venmo me. Hold, hold yeah. up your barcode, John. Yeah, Venmo yeah. me too. Uh, I'll I'll be glad to take your money and give it to the homeless folks. Venmo. Yeah, it's uh, eight nineteen at Rock one hundred two. Energy savings are everywhere. If you know where to look, it's eight twenty two at Rock one hundred two. So I read something uh, over the weekend that didn't have a lot of details, but it was kind of interesting, just with the little bit of information that was in it to wonder how this works. Apparently. Um, some of the parents of Olympians who obviously could not go uh, to the Olympics because of the pandemic, uh, the Olympic Committee, U.S. Olympic Committee, is hosting them in Orlando. And they're having watch parties with open bars. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> that's That's pretty damn cool. I mean, you know, it's probably only for the days that your child – is competing. I'm sure it's not for the whole 17 days or however long the Olympics are, but you fly you down to Orlando, put you up, let you go to a watch party with open bar. So let me get this straight. You can't go to watch your kid in the Olympics because of a threat of COVID. Right. But you can go to a COVID hotspot. Oh, sure. And have open bar. Absolutely. And watch with your kid With all kinds compete. of people standing probably inside maskless Watching the kids compete, yeah. Well, that's that's Ron DeSantis is Florida. He doesn't. Uh, he don't care. Hey, come on down. Open it up. In fact, he's the one who's saying, "I will, I will go after anyone who institutes a mask mandate." No schools are going to be doing this, and I don't want any businesses doing it either. But the parents get to come down there and uh, and, and drink for free. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I would tell my kid, look, uh, you know, I know they just opened up the airports mm -hmm. and we can go to Tokyo and watch you watch you compete, but uh, 
you know, the jet lag and yeah. the the, the uh, customs and all. I have that. to treat this hangover with yeah. more booze. <laughs> I, I don't think we. I don't think we can make it, Caleb. But, but Sorry, we're, but we're all rooting for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we'll be watching. Uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. It's very, uh, very cool. I would lo- love to do that. I'd love to hear the details. You like, know, you know, do they only let them down there for the days their kids are competing? I've always said uh, they should uh, allow alcohol at uh, all youth sports, uh, even on a on a local level. You mean like kids soccer? Oh yeah, why not? Little league baseball. What could go? What could possibly go wrong with people drinking uh, massive amounts of alcohol at a kids well, soccer game? Not massive amounts, but you know, you should be able to have a drink. Yeah, but there's always somebody who's going to overdo it and then yeah. start uh, swinging punches. You but, get angry at the refs. Yeah, start yelling at the opposing players. I don't. Yeah, you can't stop stupid. No, you cannot. It's 825. News is next at Rock 102. And it is brought to you by Serve You Locksmiths. They've got a key for that. Hey, guess what? Meh. Starting today, East Hampton, Lowell, and Southbridge RMV locations will reopen for drivers to conduct business. How uh, how long have they been closed? Uh, I believe since March of 2020. Really? According to MassDOT, the centers will reopen for in-person services by appointment only. The East Hampton Low Customer Service Centers and the Southbridge Service Centers will all open today. Senior citizen hours will continue on Wednesdays. Learners' permits will be held online. Those taking road tests are required to wear masks regardless of vaccination status. So most of the stuff is now online anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but road tests? Road tests. I don't, uh, I don't know. I suppose if the student and the, well, I mean, they're doing student ed. They're student, they're doing driver's ed rather, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, your kid is still going to, those are, are those all now privately owned operations? I believe they are. I don't even think a lot, I don't think any schools op- offer that program anymore. That's weird. I mean, when I was in high school, we had that's 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 where I learned to drive. Yeah, it was in high school. Yeah. Well, sure. we we had drivers ed in high school, but uh, I went to a different driver course because it was faster. Like, cause you uh, there was only so many kids allowed in that drivers ed program after school, and they had after the, school. Yeah, they had the mm-hmm. car. They had the who had the it was the the shop teacher. Our shop teacher was the drivers ed teacher. And he would uh, he'd have that brake pedal on his side of the floor, you know, on so he, a real car on the road. Yeah, it was one of those old uh, Chevy Caprice wagons. Um, that what? that was the car that we had in, in my high school. I just I just heard this. This was just on the news last week. I've never heard of this before. The Americans with Disabilities Act requires car dealerships to have on hand handicapped operation apparatus of whatever kind so that a handicapped individual can test drive a car. I had no idea. I'd never heard of that before. Look, it makes sense, though. Sure. I had a handicapped uh, buddy uh, who uh, was an Uber driver for a while, actually. But I didn't know there was any kind of of, uh, equipment that is so portable. You know, Mm. in other words, if if I want to test drive a car, okay, give us five minutes. You put it in, the guy finishes the test drive, you take it out. I didn't think there was anything that portable. I thought hmm. it would be a major uh, renovation of a vehicle 
to allow an individual to drive it. Yeah, because from what I remember of this driver's Ed car was the brake, his brake pedal in the passenger seat was almost like affixed to the inside of the vehicle, like it was installed yeah. permanently. You couldn't take it out of there. Right, right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if they're still doing, like I said, we did it, we did it in high school until uh, it blowed up. Um, that was the problem. Because you ruined the car? No, the, we had, no, it was a simulator room. We had It was a big, huge room, and there were probably five rows and six columns and, you know, 30 machines. And we would all get in it. You'd sit there, and it's, a, you know, this rudimentary 3D of 1975 through 78, or 76, <laughs> rather, would have been when I was 16. And, uh, and, it, and it blew up mm-hmm. one day. And we all got sent home, and <laughs> huge plumes of black smoke. Oh, that's cool! Pouring out of Enfield High School <laughs> that, that day. That's a cool thing to happen when you're parents in all freaking out because you could see the smoke fra- practically all over town. Kids celebrating, yeah, yeah. No, we weren't really because it was driver ed. I mean, you know, we would all celebrate if it was some, <laughs> yeah, some math lab, right? But not for driver's ed. Have you ever, uh, you ever had the chance to like beat the hell out of a car? Yeah, I do that with every rental car I get. Yeah, I know they have those sledgehammer deals sometimes where you, you know, it's also for charity. You take a swing for charity. Oh, right? that. Yeah. No, I'm talking oh. about like uh, driving a car and uh, oh. because it's not yours, you can uh, beat the hell out of it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I did that with a work truck once. Really? I would drive down the strip of the rail yard hmm. and then see what happens if I popped it in reverse going that fast, <laughs> you know, 50, 60 miles And an what did happen? Uh, eventually, the transmission dropped out of the <laughs> yeah. truck, and uh, then it had to be repaired. Hey, it wasn't my truck. Did. How did that happen? What do you mean, how did that happen? No, I'm just curious. I'm saying yeah. that's what your excuse was, probably. And, it, you know, uh, and the best part was when you try to put it in park while it's going that fast, mm-hmm. and it just goes... Yeah. Right, and eventually comes to a stop. I would imagine that's like a, that's like an emergency break. Uh, oh, I'm being told. So I'm being told that the uh, the controls for the Americans with Disabilities Act thing is the same thing that you what that you get when you get a DUI. How well, is that? How I mean, that's what, like a, a breathalyzer. Yeah, thing? that's like a breathalyzer thing, or maybe uh, maybe you're controlling the car. By blowing into some kind of a of a tube, maybe that's it. You blow you blow to drive forward and you suck in reverse. <laughs> I saw some guy because <laughs> you got to blow into those things like periodically. Yeah, while right. You're driving. Right. I was at a, I was at an intersection in Westfield last week and I saw a guy doing that, blowing into yeah, the thing, and I'm yeah. like, you know how embarrassing that is that you have to do that. Mm. But you, you ever see that commercial? They, that was actually a pretty effective commercial. They had, it was showing all of these people, like the guy picking up his kids at school. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, come on, Dad, let's go get ice cream. He was like, hang on, son. And his friend needed <laughs> to blow into the thing. And he's picking up, one guy's yeah. picking up a date. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> and he blows into it. Oh, man, I bet I w- he got laid. I would have gotten out of the car. <laughs> yeah, like, why would you get in the car with the guy? You know he's a little bit dangerous because yeah. he's going to be asking you later on to blow in it for him. It might be kind of funny to just put, uh, put a piece of, put like a foot-long piece of plastic hose in your car. Yeah. And then every time, you know, you're driving down the highway and you just <laughs> have people looking at you. You're doing yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great, uh, you know what, I'll bring my CPAP machine and put yeah. it in the car. There you go. Yeah. 
Careful, you'll fall asleep. It's pumping all oh. that sleeping gas. Well, if he's got a Tesla, he can do that. That's an old wives' tale. <laughs> Uh, construction around the Town Common in West Springfield begins today, and commuters are advised to expect delays on Park Street and Park Avenue. Mayor Will Reichel posted an uh, alert on social media advising residents that the uh, of the construction on Sunday. So he advised us yesterday. He advised, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, that's not a heavily traveled area, so I'm sure that won't cause any oh, problems yeah. whatsoever. No, that's going to be a big problem. Uh, oh, see now this uh, this story uh, just slipped out of my hands here. Slipped out of your hands? Yeah, you're not this, even holding it. I found this story about the Old Town, Maine. The city of Old Town, Maine, wants to uh, shutter its remaining unlined landfill, but how exactly it plans to close it would be a first for the state if approved. The city filed an application with the Maine Department of Environmental Protection on July 19th, requesting to close Old Town's construction and demolition debris landfill that has been inactive since 2014. They want to move it 4.8 miles down the road to another landfill. They want to completely unearth a pile of garbage and haul it five miles down the road. Why? Uh, The move would mark a departure from the way Maine towns and cities have handled the closing of landfills since the state started encouraging it more than 30 years ago. City manager Bill Mayo said landfills like the one in Old Town, wants to get uh, rid of are a potential liability as they are generally unlined, meaning as the materials inside the pit decompose, they could produce dangerous chemicals or toxic materials that could go straight into the ground, contaminating the soil. Well, how far down do they go? I don't how know. How deep I, do they go? They must go down fairly deep. Because uh, you see, you ever see a closed-up landfill? They got the methane pipes sticking up out of the ground? You ever see those? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Uh, along the along ninety one in Hartford, yeah, you yeah, can exactly. see them there. Yeah. That's what those are, huh? It's so the uh, the ground doesn't explode from all the decomposing trash underneath. Really? Yeah. Huh. I would think that if it was buried far enough, um, I would think that if it was buried far enough, it it, it wouldn't do that. I'm looking in Los Angeles. A third of L.A. County's garbage is sent 500 feet into the yeah, ground. That's what I mean. That's yeah. a 50-story building. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn deep. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you think about buildings like uh, the skyscrapers in the biggest cities. You know, as high as they are from the ground, they're also pretty damn deep into the ground. Yeah. Um, it's like... <sighs> Uh, what the hell was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. You were going to tell us that you bought a chicken over the weekend. No, I didn't buy it. For chicken. the eggs. What eggs? Isn't that what you were about to say? No. <laughs> Where did you get that? I just made it. You just made that up? Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, no, it was something about landfill. Oh, no, you can. there's a lot of places that could use that methane that's uh, decomposing in the ground, you know, that, that's coming from the decomposed mm-hmm. garbage, as, like, energy. I don't know why people, why they don't build these power plants uh, that would supply power for small towns like this. Well, there's a fine line between being able to utilize it for that or having it leak into the groundwater or some of the other decomposition to leak into the groundwater, and that's where the experts come in. I guess they have to make the call. But if you can use methane to power things, how come we don't all have, like, two cows in our backyard? I don't know. We should. That would be cool. That would be the way. Uh, did you have that familiar sinking feeling last night that Monday was just around the corner? Um, I actually 
woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I thought it was Sunday. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God I can sleep. And then I was like, oh, son of a bitch. No, I did set my alarm. Uh, A new poll found uh, close to one in four people feel that way most weeks. 11% of us dread Mondays every single week, and another 12% said more often than not. So that's 23% total. Not everyone hates Mondays, though. 26% of Americans said they never had a sinking feeling as their weekend draws to a close. And another 24% don't go to work or school right now, so half of us could care less. I don't like Mondays. I'd like to shoot, hoot, the whole day down. Shoot it all down, down. Yeah, I wasn't going with that verse. Why not? That was the best verse. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, it's a feeling on Sunday night. It's like, so there, there's this talk. I've seen a lot of talk about a four-day work week. And um, it sounds like a good idea. They're doing it in different countries. But I'm trying to decide, I'm trying to figure out which would be the better day to have off. Monday. Friday. Yeah. Friday I'm, feels I like mean, a weekend anyway. Yeah, but that then that makes Thursday yeah. feel like the weekend. I'm well, more inclined to go with Friday off too. Well, Tuesday has a feel. Wednesday has a feel. No, no, it's it's no. What did he say? It's Thursday has a feel. Friday has a feel. And he goes, well, I feel Tuesday. Well, Tuesday doesn't really have a feel. Um, I, I, yeah, I would rather probably have Friday off because I, there's so many things happen on Thursday night that we have to leave early because we got to be in bed by like you know nine thirty at night. You got Thursday night, well, back when they had bike nights, you know, that were popular down at Stern Square. Uh, there are bike nights now on Thursday nights. The uh, Stern Square concerts happen on Thursday nights. There's a lot of stuff happening on Thursday night that you have to leave early. Yeah, but you could have all sorts of great NFL watch parties on Sunday and then not have to worry about getting up to go to work on Monday. Well, I also do believe that we should turn the Monday after the Super Bowl. Yes. Into, well, no, wait a minute. How is it? Put Saturday. It's two weeks later, mm-hmm. it's what? President's Day? Yeah. I think is the, is the first Monday of February or the second Monday of February? I forget what it is. But I, I I thought I read somewhere, like, if they move the NFL season two weeks further, that Monday would be a holiday. That and, would that would make sense yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. why they haven't moved these, uh, like Dave was just saying, but to, to Saturdays. Move it to Saturday. Because um, they have too much, like, probably invested into Super Bowl Sunday yeah. and merchandising and branding and all sorts of other I'm crap. I'm sure they could figure out a way to make just as much money having sure. it on a Saturday. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think you'd make more money doing it. I like the idea of, of going two weeks later. And that way you can start two weeks later so that it doesn't start until September. There you go. I hate the idea. Well, wait a minute. The, the regular season does start in September, but the exhibition games are being played in August. It's too hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not, a, it's not even even in the weather. coldest cities of America, it's still too hot in July. A man in Xingua, China, uh, inserted a 20-centimeter-long eel into his rectum on July 20th in hopes of relieving constipation, but instead almost lost his life after the eel entered his abdomen. What motivated the man to do so is a folk remedy that uh, says an eel can help with bowel movements, but instead of curing the constipation, the eel went from the man's rectum to the colon and bit right through it, entering the abdomen. You see, yeah, it's the biting part I'd be worried about. Not the misdirections. 
You know, just because the eel doesn't know whether to take a left or a right at the fork <laughs> is not really the issue. It's the biting possibility. Yeah, his, Where are we? His mistake was putting yeah. a moray eel up there, I think. That was his problem. At he, first chance, take U turn. He finally went to the <laughs> He finally went to the hospital after in, uh, enduring pain on the first day as he was too shy to see the doctor. Yeah. Oh, I bet he was shy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too, too shy too, shy. Too shy. Hush, yeah. hush, <laughs> eye to eye. How do you uh how do you uh incentivize the eel to take that first entry towards the tunnel. I'm not sure the eel really cares. I think the eel just wants to be somewhere. Tight and warm. Yeah. Uh, and does it go in tail first or, or head first? I would imagine it would go in head first if you're going to be biting through something to get through the walls to, an, uh, to the abdomen. And what if you used an electric eel, by the way? How would that feel? Probably not very good, yeah. but so the so the intention was for the eel to bite. The intention was for the eel to squirm around and move things, get things going. Right. So I guess so it would be. Uh, you would think then. It, no, I I don't know that it would be expected to bite. I mean, it seems like you should have taped the mouth closed. The uh, doctor who gave him the operation said he could have lost his life as the bacteria in the large intestine may cause hemolysis or something like that. Uromycetosis. No. I could die from that, you know. You could die from that. That's why I was peeing in the parking garage. Uh, when it reaches his abdominal cavity, the eel was still alive by the time it was removed during the operation. The man is not the only victim of the folk remedy. That says inserting eel into rectum can cure constipation. A 15-year-old man in South China uh, did the same thing with a 40-centimeter-long eel in June of 2020. On June Sheesh. 2nd of 2020, an African carp was found in the stomach of a young man in Guangdong who uh, claimed that the fish slid into his rectum when he accidentally sat on it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was just sitting here. I, with uh, no clothes on. And then I, uh, I sat down. I felt something squish. And then all of a sudden, it, I got it an eel in, in my rectum. It was in there. I don't know how it got. I don't know who put it in there, and I didn't get a chance to thank him. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Though, that you're blaming me for something that's not my fault. Clearly, this eel is has a mind of its own. This eel really likes uh, getting around, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be, uh, well, mostly sunny with a high of 79 tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 80. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel and that's the news.